day 14. We've been in the cupboard for two weeks now, 24 hours each day. We're up to our knees in knickknacks, doodads and what's-its, and there is still no sight of the legendary whiteboard. Scientist, what exactly do you think you're doing? Brian, be quiet! I'm trying to record my audio diary. This may be the only way to pass on the wealth of my knowledge to future generations. We have to preserve my genius somehow. Yes, and that's all well and good, but you do realise that isn't a dictaphone. You're speaking into the wireless transmitter I put together for the radiotelegraphic machine. It allows us to broadcast our cry for help to every radio receiver within a 10 mile radius. But I'm sure a great intellect like yourself already knew that. Well, yes. Of course. I already knew that. I was just testing your response time. Of course, sir. How did I do? Very well. A mere small amount of time. Moving on. As I was saying in my emergency broadcast that I knew I was broadcasting emergency we have been searching for so long I fear this expedition will be the end of me. We haven't eaten properly in two days and it's been even longer since we've had a drink of water. Gremlin. What is that? Oh, I, I brought some biscuits with me. I've been having one every day to keep me going. Although... I do only have five left. So you mean to tell me that you've had real food this whole time? Well, you never actually are. Right, that's it. I'm going to have you. Come here, you cabbage. I'm going to no, have you. I'm going to have you. This is it. It's the last one. Please don't attack the gremlin. This is the main one clearing the path for us. Buts! But, but, no ifs, but, no buts. No coconuts. I haven't found any coconuts. I just wanted to let you know. Fine. Fine. Look, we have been searching non-stop for two weeks, and clearly we are going about this the wrong way. All we're doing is pulling out various boxes, crates, Tupperware, and one ancient vase we found that we must never look at. Are you... are you looking at it, Gremlin? I can't look away, sir. Well, thank goodness that none of us looked at it. Shall we take a break and revisit the searching in a moment? Who wants a drink? Small black coffee with five extra shots of espresso. A hot chocolate with extra marshmallows and a sprinkling of cat hair, please. And I will have an engine oil frappe. <laughs> Gremlin! Why are you making that horrible noise? It's the, it's the cat hair, sir. I'm allergic. Why did you order it? I like the tickle in my throat. Gremlin, tell me honestly, is that a hairball? Um... Yes, I think it is. Well, since we're having a small break, can can I hijack another radio signal, please? Unfortunately not, Gremlin. I've actually fixed the radio. It was never supposed to be picking up other transmissions in the first place, and it was causing us all a lot of distraction. Oh. 
fools. You think any barrier can keep a being of my infernal power from wrestling control of your pathetic little broadcasting device? That's right. It is I, the demon from room 666, who has been interrupting your signals. And that, my dear friends, is the least of your worries. From here on out, I will begin turning your lives upside down. I'll walk amongst the garden of your minds and turn the trees to ash and the bees to wasps. Soon you will be completely at my mercy and... Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Right, this is underwhelming. I shall try again later. So you're telling me that if someone were trying to hijack the radio signal, we would not be able to hear anything they were trying to say or do? That is exactly right, my small and insignificant companion. Well, now that we've all had a small period of recuperation, shall we return to the current task at hand? Yes! I'm just going to move this over here. Oh, I think I'll well, I'm bored. Nothing's happening. We're not making any progress. We might as well give up. Sir, you must understand that some things take more time than others. Not everything happens in an instant. You need to be patient. Patience is for the weak-minded. When you have an intellect like mine, there is always a way to make things happen quicker. Maybe, but isn't it more beneficial to do the work and be happy with the progress you made? Of course not. I will be happy when I've created a new means of getting the job done, be that invention, teleportation, or bending the space-time continuum to my will. How about we change our tactic? Try tackling this task in a new way? Like building a machine to do the work for us? No, by doing it ourselves in a different way. But it would be so much easier. Maybe, but... Gremlin! Will you please stop banging those containers? But... I can feel the groove. The groove?! There's nothing groovy about what you're doing. You're just hitting one thing with another thing. No, he's right, sir. My movement cortex is sinking with it. Come on, sir, give it a go. I'll even turn my arpeggiator on. Oh, I do love an arpeggiator. Want to invent something new? Something to do all of the work for you? If we pull together, we can find it tonight. It will all be alright with our board of white, with my mechanical limbs and his little paws and your... and your... Take it away, Gremlin. Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends is the best thing for me to do, 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 do. Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends is the best thing for me to do, 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 do. Gremlin, where has the percussion gone? We need it for our funky, fresh beat. Well, seeing as the scientist always has that stringed instrument hidden behind the desk, and he never really has a chance to use it, I thought now would be the perfect time. Well, if I have to... Maybe I don't need a new machine I could just exploit my best friend's labour Sir, did you just say that we're your best friends? We'll talk about it later Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends Is the best thing for me to do, 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 do. Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends Is the best thing for me to do, 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 do. Clearing out the 
clearing out your cupboard, clearing out your cupboard is the best thing to do, 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 do. Clearing out your cupboard with all of my best friends is the best thing for me to do, 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 do. Fools, even if you find your silly whiteboard, you'll never stop my master plan. You think you can block me out with the power of song? Well, it's only a matter of time until you fall into my hands. You can never escape, never. And you still can't hear me, can you? Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends is the best thing for me to do. do, 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 do. Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends is the best thing for me to do. do, 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 do. Clearing out the cupboard with all of my best friends, making just espresso and providing some logic. With all of my best friends Licking their elbows And learning how their sweat tastes Come on everyone One, two, three, four Clearing We're finished with that, you ruined it And get away from my elbow Sir, what is this? I've catalogued every item in this cupboard into my database at one point or another, and I don't recognise it Well it appears to be a bar of soap in the shape of a seashell Actually it is a seashell. I brought it with me when I moved my things in last night. Look, I hate to tell you, Gremlin, but it is in fact soap. Wait, wait, you did what last night? Well then, sirs, buckle up your seatbelts because I'm about to tell you a story. Story, 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 story. I was a mere seven days old. I was wandering the corridors of the hotel, enjoying my day, when I heard the sound of water. You see, I had never seen water before, but I heard so many people talk about all the fun days that they'd had at the beach. So, I thought to myself, today is my day. Today, Gremlin goes to the beach. I ran all the way back to my cardboard box and picked up my towel, which is more of a handkerchief really, but that's fine by me. I made my way back to the sound of the water and pushed open the big heavy door to the beach. It looked a bit different to how I imagined. Everyone had described it as looking really sandy or stony. But this place looked really smooth, with mirrors on the walls. But, but then I saw it. The sea. A large white bowl that contained the entire ocean. I even saw a yellow duck floating on the waves, which I guess must have been some sort of fish. Well, I was just so excited. I laid my towel down and I climbed up the plastic cloth that hung next to it and I plunged in. It was so warm. I hadn't expected it to be so bubbly, but it was so, so comfortable. I just laid there in the water, floating. After a few minutes of peace and quiet, well, that's when everything changed. The water started to rise and fall. The waves became bigger and bigger until I saw it. 
A giant sea monster rose out of the water, its skin smooth and dripping, long black hair covering its face. I was so scared that, well, what could I do? I quickly jumped out of the water and I ran along the edge of the ocean. Slightly above me, I saw there was this slightly smaller white bowl. Maybe it was a nearby lake that I could hide in. So I jumped from the ocean to the lake and began to look for somewhere to hide, but... The lake was empty, no water anywhere. I was so worried I'd be caught and eaten, but, but that's when I saw it. A beautiful seashell. So I picked it up and, well, jumped down from the lake and ran out of the beach. I didn't really even have time to pick up my towel. So. Anyway, that's how I came across this seashell. And if that story isn't enough to convince you that it is in fact not a bar of soap, well, I don't know what will. Look, Gremlin, you did You didn't tell us you'd seen a sea monster. You're so brave. But you didn't... So brave. I just don't think that you actually... It was a very eventful day you had... At the beach, wasn't it, Mr. Scientist? Yes. Yes, it was. Perhaps you shouldn't store your seashell down here in the dark magic section, Gremlin. It could melt. Break. It could break. Come to think of it, why are we searching for this whiteboard in the dark magic section of the cupboard? It could be more logical to move over to the stationary corner. all these things. There's a pen. And another pen. And another pen. And a fourth pen. And the number after the number fourth pen. And the number after the number after the number fourth Brian, pen. how many and, pens do and, we have? 11,957, sir. Okay, is there anything else that catches your eye, you delightful little celery stalk? Well, that skull seems a bit out of place. Ah, yes, uh, that's one of my most treasured possessions, actually. The skull of Captain Coniferous. If it's so important to you, why is it in the back of the cupboard? Yeah, I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. I did have to undertake a year-long expedition to recover the thing. Well, most of it wasn't particularly exciting, aside from the 12 crew members who lost their lives. It was mainly just a lot of trekking through rainforests and trying to avoid being eaten by rabid mongoose, snapping turtles and electrogators. Those are electric alligators. Anywho, we eventually made it to the heart of the jungle. There was an old pyramid climbing up into the sky. There were a few riddles that had to be solved to get inside, but that was no match for our combined intellect, was it, Brian? It did take us three weeks to get inside, though, didn't it? Anyway, once we'd broken the ancient seal, we dived into the tomb. Arrows fired towards us from secret notches in the walls. Brian stood on a pressure plate and released a toxic gas. We had to tightrope walk across a vine held in place by nothing more than sellotapes and paperclips suspended over a bottomless cavern. After all that fuss and bother, we finally arrived at the final resting place of Captain Coniferous, the legendary Centineer. We cracked open the sarcophagus, and to our surprise, the body was missing. There was nothing that remained other than his skull, with two amethysts in Leda's eyes. We returned it here to the hotel, where it belongs. 
we vowed to watch over it until the end of our days. Or until we forgot about it. Wow. That's incredible. Why were you so determined to recover the skull? I don't know, really. It just seemed like something to do. Anyway, there doesn't seem to be a whiteboard here. Brian, is there anywhere else we've neglected to look? Well, considering in the past few days we've only looked in 24 sections, and two of those were today, yes, you seem to be forgetting there's a hundred square miles of cupboard up here. Onwards to the next box! This, it seems to be a small metal totem held together on loops upon loops of entwined metal, all of which lead up towards a larger but still small ring of metal. Could this trinket be some ancient mystical summoning device used to contact those from another plane of existence? Maybe we should give it a try. Oh, you found my key ring. I've been looking for that. But you don't have any keys. It makes a good earring. So? So what? Well, what's the story behind you obtaining this artefact? Well, if you really want to know. I was taking an afternoon stroll one day, and I came across the hotel gift shop. I decided, quite spontaneously, to have a look inside. I know it's out of character, but I was feeling rather wild that day. Well, this little keyring caught my eye almost immediately, and I had to have it. I picked it up, took it to the counter, and bought it with my money. It was a good day. Wow. That is the most amazing story I have ever heard. You saw something you liked and agreed with its owner to trade something that you had for it. That's amazing. I wish I had money. Do you not get paid for your services as a technical gremlin? No, sir. I was created for the sole purpose of endless and thankless servitude. I mean, that that's awful. I, I can't believe you have to live like that, gremlin. I would like to remind you, scientist, that you did create me with the sole purpose. Shut up, Brian. Oh, no. What has the gremlin got in his little mitts on now? Looks like some sort of hourglass. Why is there so much junk in here that I've never seen before? Where does it come from? Have we got mice? Are the mice bringing these things in? I've been to war with the mice before, and I will not hesitate to do it again. I don't know. I don't recognise it either. I'll just give it a quick scan. It appears to be Abaddon's Sands of Impending Demise, a dark vessel created in time immemorial that is said to sow hatred and discontent into the hearts of men. Bit sexist. When the final grain of sand falls, it signifies the end of all things. That's right, silly little humanoid slugs. I had to stage a coup in the deepest depths of the underworld to recover that artifact so coveted by demonkind and not easy to come by. But of course, nobody suspected a simple demon training to be able to break into the most heavily guarded vault in this plane of existence. I thought I'd leave it in your attic as a nice little reminder of how little time you have left. Watch the sand closely, my friends. 
You have so little left before yours has run dry. The end is so close, you can practically taste it if you want to absorb in your own meaningless lives. Is this radio on yet? Oh, come on, please tell me it's on. That was definitely one of my better speeches. Hello? Nothing. Right. Okay. Awkward. Very awkward. Right. Bye. So, what do you want to do with the hourglass, then? Well, I think we might as well put it in the jumble sale box. It's not doing much good out here, and then we can get some money for the gremlin. Oh, happy days! I will be the first of my kind to have the privilege of holding a money. Hang on. I think... <gasps> Over there! In the distance! I, I, I think I've found the whiteboard! He's found it! He's found it! And that is... That is a tree. That's a tree. Oh. I see. It's a little bit embarrassing to admit, but... I'm not actually sure what a whiteboard looks like. I just assumed it, well, looked like a tree. I like trees. Yes, we all like trees. Trees are very nice. A whiteboard, young Master Gremlin, is a... a board that is white. You can draw on it. Scientist, any more to add? It's a white board. It's sort of plastic. Isn't it? Is it metal? I, I think they tend to be magnetic. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've scanned the databases of complete human history and there is no additional information available. It's a whiteboard. A whiteboard. A whiteboard. A whiteboard. We're setting internal CPU. I am Brian. Recovering digital. Sorry about that, everyone. So, it's like a big board that's white. You can draw on it with pens, and there's a little eraser block with it. Is it on a stand with some wheels? Because there was one of those blocking the door to the cupboard. I moved it behind the radio on the first day of us searching. Attack protocols engaged. Disengage! His ways are different from our own, but he doesn't understand. I empathise with your frustration, but we mustn't let our anger consume us. <laughs> That was rather profound for you, scientist. Where has this newfound calmness come from? I haven't slept in 72 hours. And we've been living off paper, twigs, and tinned pineapple for the last two weeks. My mind is not my own. So, do you want to go and get started on the old whiteboard then? Whiteboard. Who would have guessed it was just a white board? <laughs> Such a silly name. Right. Now that that's sorted, I guess we should start compiling a list of potential suspects. Suspects. Okay. Uh, suspicious folks who we have our suspicions about. A list of suspects. Okay, any suggestions? Brian, they did have that strange meltdown earlier. Well, we don't actually know anything about the gremlin, if we think about it. My mind is not my own. 
It's a bit quiet in here about the radio transmissions, isn't it? Uh, perhaps it would be beneficial for our mental faculties if we reinstated them. Are you suggesting that we unfix the radio, sir? You know what, Brian? I do, in fact, believe that is exactly what I'm suggesting. Oh, what a, a very sweet wise decision indeed. Is. Come on, everyone, grab a crowbar. This is a wonderful idea, scientist. Honestly, I, I don't even know what we are thinking. Think about the radio machine. Ridiculous idea. No transmissions. That's just ridiculous. Well, thank goodness for that. I feel better already. Oh, we already have an incoming transmission. Do you mind if I press the button? Go ahead, you strange twiggy tennis ball. <clears throat> oh, it's on. <clears throat> it's finally on. I am being received. <clears throat> that is to say, hear me and be afraid. In three short days, a portal to the underworld will open into your pitiful attic and your soul will be taken to its rightful place. After all, you said it yourself, scientist. Your mind is not your own. Oh, hang on, the battery's going. Bear with me just a second. Oh, come on, no, no. I think it might be quite important that we get to work on that list of suspects. You don't say, Brian. You don't say. Well, I tell you what, I'm turning off this cursed radio machine for starters. This broadcast has been brought to you by Hotel Elsewhere, scripted under candlelight. Featuring Eddie Lear as the scientist, Lou Spicer as Brian the robot, Matthew Beecham as the gremlin, and Abigail Hackwood as the demon. Audio engineering and original music by Eddie Lear, artwork by Abigail Hackwood. If you enjoyed this adventure, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hotel elsewhere. Thank you for listening.